Working in the film industry is a career path that requires lots of sleepless nights and great effort in your work. Today we are going to talk to a hardworking industry professional who has taken on the roles of directing films, writing, and producing. Hello, and welcome to Behind the Scenes of Industry Professionals, the show that covers each profession imaginable behind the camera. I am your host, Vicki Sarkeesian. Our guest today is Matthew Harrison, a current screenwriting professor at West Los Angeles College. He has spent majority of his life directing short films, as well as a feature where he went on to win many awards at various film festivals. He even directed two episodes of HBO's Sex in the City. And I want to thank you so much, Matthew, for being here with us today to speak about your work. It's great to be here, Vicki. Thanks for having me. Awesome, of course. So let's get into it. What motivated you to become interested in the industry and specifically in what you do now? Uh, nowadays, I write, produce, and direct both movies and television. And uh, I teach at UCLA Extension and at the LACCD. And I also run a film festival and television pilot writing competition called Film Crash. And the show is in West Los Angeles in October. So if you want to come visit us, filmcrash.com, come down and see what we're doing. Awesome. That sounds super cool. You've been really busy, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love running Film Crash and I love uh, I love producing movies and TV. Mm, okay. Did anyone specifically inspire you to do what you do right now? Um, you know, that's a great question. Uh, I grew up in downtown Manhattan mm -hmm. and uh, my mom, who's, um, she, she passed away recently, but she's uh, British. Um, I was born in New York, um, but my mom used to take me and my brother out to all kinds of different movies when I was growing up. And she took me and my brother to see a retrospective of Buster Keaton. And that, that was really inspiring for me. Um, and she used to take me and my brother to lots of different kinds of movies, American movies, European movies. Uh, so my mom really had a big influence on my, on my taste in film and my taste in stories. Mm -hmm. That's super sweet. Okay. And you said you grew up in New York. Did you think that influenced you to do what you're doing today? I know there's a lot of... Um, um, film-related things going on over there. You know, there's NYU, there's other um, big film production companies. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, growing up in downtown Manhattan is like a profound influence. I grew up in a neighborhood called Little Italy. And uh, my first movie that I made, I made a movie in 1968. It was the first film I ever made, and it was about a robbery. I didn't think about that until years later. And I realized, wow, my my very first movie is kind of about violence and a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I went on to art school at Cooper Union in New York City. And I founded Film Crash in the Lower East Side. I mean, that all, being in that world gives you a very specific view of, of the world. Um, if you want to get a feel for it, you can... You can see my Sundance Jury Prize winning feature film, Rhythm Thief. Um, and that gives you an example of what it was like growing up downtown, or at least what my view was like. It takes place in the Lower East Side, and you can rent Rhythm Thief on uh, YouTube. Oh, that's so super check awesome. Check it out. I'll yeah. be sure to check it out. And you said you went to film school. How was that for you? I know there's like a certain stigma around film school. Usually people are like, oh, you don't need it. But what were your thoughts on it, like your experience? 
Um, I, you know, I went to art school for undergrad and I was making films the whole time I was there. Uh, but I wasn't really focusing on film. Um, I don't know why, but I kind of grew up in the art world more and I didn't really, I didn't really think I could have a career in film. Um, and then I was working as an art director and advertising art director on Madison Avenue. And I decided to go back to film school and I went to um, NYU, but I didn't go to Tisch. I went, I, I applied to Tisch and I applied to USC for grad school, but I decided not to go because I, I felt more comfortable taking like, um, night school courses at the new school at NYU. NYU has like a UCLA extension type film program. Mm -hmm. So for three years, I kind of put myself through film school in, um, uh, in New York City, which I, you know, I, I don't recommend that to everybody. Like, don't try that at home. <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I was working at the time, so I, I could earn a living, you know, as an art director. And, um, and, and, and put myself through school. And for me, you know, there was a writer and a film editor at NYU who I really liked and I wanted to study under them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people about film school, like you ju just find the program you like and the professors you like, and it doesn't really matter where you go. You know, you can find, you can find somebody who you click with at LACCD and, um, and have an incredible experience studying film, or you could pay top dollar and go to Columbia or U USC and have a great experience too. It, it, it you know, you got to find the path that you really like. So um, I had a great time at NYU. I really did. It, those are great years. That sounds super cool. I know NYU is a really prestige school as well. I was going to ask you, I was like, did you go to Tisch or... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go to Tisch. I went to, like I said, I went to NYU's um, continuing professional education, which is just, it's just exactly like UCLA extension. It's the same program, kind of program. And, and, and it's, and now I teach at UCLA extension. I think I like that world because you get a really interesting mix of people who of all ages who are like reinventing themselves. You get a, you get a great mix of, people who've had professional experience. And um, I, I really like the, the feeling of the extension programs. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear all of that as well. And you said you worked on like short films when you were in school, or did you only work on like a specific kind of genre? Um, or has things like kind of changed now? Because I know you're still producing and everything, but what do you enjoy working on the most? Um, you know, recently I made a, a movie called The Fire, uh, with a couple of friends of mine, and we're going to show a preview of it at Film Crash in October, if you want to come see it. Um, uh, I, I really, I, I started making short movies when I was really young in downtown Manhattan. I was making, like I said, my first film I made on 14th Street is called The Robbery. And I was filming uh, eight millimeter films, and I had a cool teacher at Pierce 41 in fifth grade who uh, had me directing the class film. So I was making short films all the way through 
like elementary school and junior high and high school, and there were stories. And then when I went to art school, I kind of switched over to experimental film. Mm -hmm. um, but then I got back to making stories, uh, and that's when I founded Film Crash, so that I would have a place to screen my films. And, and I met a lot of other filmmakers, because um, that was in the East Village in the 80s, and it was a very exciting time to be making films and showing films, all kinds of interesting people mm -hmm. were making films in New York City, um, but it had no connection with the industry. So it was completely separate from, you know, Hollywood or anything. Uh, and I think that was actually really good for me and for some of my peers because um, we got to kind of build our own world, which was, I think, really valuable. It's definitely all about the experiences. And then I know like meeting people along the way too, I feel like they really do help you shape the person that you become to be as well. Yes, definitely. You know, I met, I met so many good filmmakers during that period and we would, um, we would make a film and then like show it that week and then make another film and show it that week. So it was a really exciting period. That's so awesome. And I know yeah. now you've um, taken a different route and you also teach as a screenwriter. Has that been something that you've always wanted to do? Like what kind of, you know, sparked your interest in becoming a screenwriting teacher? You know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I used to write my movie ideas on a piece of paper, you know, with a pencil and I would fold it up and stick it in my pocket <laughs> and, and I'd, and I'd carry it around with me while I was filming my short film, you know, I take the piece of paper out and remember like what's the next part of the story. And I didn't, so all my early scripts were written by in longhand on paper. I didn't, I didn't know I was writing screenplays. They were more like outlines. Yeah. And um, so I guess I've never really thought of myself. I, I hadn't ever really thought of myself as a screenwriter back then. Um, and it wasn't until, I don't know, I think my brother got a Macintosh computer and that was the first time I like actually wrote a script for one of my films mm -hmm. for like a half hour short that I made. Um, and then, and then I was, I was teaching filmmaking at UCLA extension and I uh, made friends with the great Dan Vining, who's an amazing writer, author, and, and uh, film professor. He was teaching at AFI and he was also teaching at UCLA Extension. And Dan said, hey, I think you, I'm going to recommend you to UCLA uh, Writers Program. And that's what got me started. And I love teaching screenwriting. I, I, I love existing in that world of ideas with all the, uh, with all the other students. Like the, the experience you and I had in class together, Vicky. I mean, it's really fun when you're all together, you know, like working on stories together. It's really inspiring. So I've grown to love teaching screenwriting. And it was something I never thought of. You know, 20 years ago, if you'd said, hey, you know, Matt, you're going to be teaching screenwriting, I would have said, no way, man. But <laughs> I love it. It's really cool. And how has becoming a teacher helped you better your skills? Not just in screenwriting, I guess, just in general, you know, being in part of the industry. Oh, you know, teaching, teaching has taught me how to, uh, teaching has really, really taught me how to be um, 
patient and how to have gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like teaching has helped me really develop my patience and my gratitude, which I feel like those two skills are, are just the, or qualities, I guess you can call them qualities are, are, um, I mean, they're just two of the best qualities I, I could ever hope to develop, but, you know, for me, certainly it's, um, it's given me a, a, a it's given me a lot of insight into uh, life and into uh, the way I think. I, and I feel like it's opened up a, a whole new world of creativity for me, teaching. I'm very grateful to it. Mm-hmm. And besides teaching, what kind of jobs are you most interested in doing for the rest of your career? Like, do you want to stay in a specific field or do you want to try something new that maybe you haven't yet? Um. Well, I'm I'm a single parent raising a raising a an eleven year old son, mm-hmm. and that's a that's that's a full time job, and I I think that's my favorite job. I love doing that. Um, um, you know, right now I'm I'm writing a novel, oh, wow. which I which is a new thing for me, and I and I'm really enjoying that. It's like making a movie. But I can do all the casting and all the locations, and I can do all the lighting just the way I want, like in the novel. And that that's been really cool. So, um, you know, the reason I I started Headquarters Television with my friend um, Barry Vigon is our what we would love to do is. Um, manage a large production. We'd love, I'd love to run a television show and hire all the creative people I've ever met because mm-hmm. Barry and I have so many creative friends, um, you know, from 15 to 72. And uh, we talk about how much fun it would be to uh, produce a TV show and hire everyone we know. Mm-hmm. So that's a job. That would be a dream job which I'd love up ahead. We have the same, we have the same dream. <laughs> oh, really good to hear. Well then mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll probably end up working together. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, and you said you're writing a novel. How has that been going? Is it something that's kind of out of your comfort zone? I mean, you said you never done it before. So what kind of interested you to do that? Oh yeah. I, you know, I, it was, it was it was something an experience I had when I was like 23, and it had been on my mind, and I'd written it up a couple of times as a film idea, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not much, just a couple of pages. But then, I think it was a couple of years ago, just before coronavirus hit, um, it occurred to me that the idea really was a novel; it, it wasn't a movie. Because I couldn't make it work as a movie idea, but then it it just popped into my head like this is a novel, mm-hmm. and um, I had never thought of writing a novel before. So um, there's a couple of great novel writing teachers at UCLA Extension. So I took a couple of courses, and it got me started. And um, I don't know, you know, people say, well, where do you want to get it published? And I don't have any plans for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I told my, I told one of my friends about it 
And she said, you should write it and I'll read it. I said, okay, if you'll read it, then I'll go ahead and write it. So for the moment, it's just, I'm just writing it for her. I really respect that, though. You know, you've never had experience writing a novel. You're taking classes on top of being a full-time parent. Like, that's really respectable. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just a, I love being a, as much of a full-time student as I can. Mm-hmm. A busybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what could be better than being able to be in school? It's just so cool. And it's so I true. Love it. You're learning something new every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Maybe I can talk you into reading it when it's done. Of course. I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> cool. Right on. Okay, I got two people. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll definitely get more than that. I believe in you. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's kind of you. And you have so many years of experience. What do you think you know now that you probably didn't know when you first began your career? Oh, um... You know, I wrote something about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wrote, you know, I think if, if I wish someone had told me this in the beginning, uh, well, maybe they did, but I would say make it make it priority number one to treat everybody kindly, mm-hmm. even if it means losing the deal. You know, if it. it, it, it if I find myself in a place where it's like, wow, I can either, I can either keep this person as a friend and lose this deal, or I can be like tough and push this deal through and hurt my friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd rather, um, I'd rather let the deal go and keep the relationship. So that's what I wrote down, make it priority one to treat everybody kindly, even if it means losing the deal, because in the end, all that is left are the friendships. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. You know, this is a high pressure industry and um, a lot of people behave really well and some people behave badly. And um, just to be aware of that and Mm -hmm. try to hang on to that. That's I think right. is real, really helpful. Do you have any advice you'd want to share with like upcoming creators, you know, people that are just setting their foot in the industry? Um, I mean, I think that's the, that's the best piece of advice I could give, you know, um, uh, be, be, um, just make sure you're an ethical person mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Awesome. And what yeah. do you think is the most rewarding part of your job overall? Like, what's what's your favorite part? Um, oh, I you know, I really love teaching high school students. It's just the coolest thing. I've been doing that for years. It's always a blast, and I, I just love the kids, and I'm always just so blown away by how um, inspiring they are. I think that's definitely one of the areas it's highly rewarding Mm -hmm. working with uh working with kids man it's great you learn a lot from them yeah and and man they just they just really um yeah just really tugs at your heartstrings in a great way you know i feel alive (laughs) when i'm working with the kids man i really do that's awesome and where do you think you see yourself in the upcoming years? Oh, 
in Europe. <laughs> I'm really happy when I create in Europe. I, I don't know why lately. I just get more ideas when I'm there. Maybe it's because I spent most of my life here in, yeah. you know, in the U.S. And so the difference really puts everything in a new light. Mm -hmm. um, so That's so cool. I mean, it's it's like a whole different world over there. I mean, I've been to a third world country and it's just so different. It sparks so many new ideas for you to write about as well. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. I feel like you kind so, of need to get out mm -hmm. and explore. Like you can't really just think of something just sitting in your room, sitting at a desk, staring at the wall. You kind of need to really get mm -hmm. out there and make new experiences and new connections too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Travel is good. It is. And I heard you recently created a new company called Headquarters Television. Do you want to tell us how that's been so far and what you've been developing, working on? Oh, yeah. Um, at the beginning of 2020, um, I started a new company called Headquarters Television uh, with my friend Barry Vigon, who's an experienced television showrunner. And um, our goal um, is to develop and produce television. So we've signed about a dozen new writers. And as of today, we have six completed television pilot scripts. And I really believe in them. They're really beautifully written. Mm -hmm. um, and our emphasis is on developing and producing our own slate of TV shows. Um, like I said, we really... Our dream would be to employ all our talented friends, writers, directors, and actors. Mm -hmm. But, oh, right now we have one of our one-hour dramas about a young woman uh, going back to school to get her law degree. Uh, she has two kids. She's a single parent. She decides to go back to school. Um, it's a one-hour drama, and it's currently with 20th Television, and they're in the process of interviewing showrunners for that. Awesome. So we have some traction with that. And so if you have a, a TV pilot you'd like us to read, you can get in touch with us. Or if you're a television executive looking for quality material, mm -hmm. uh, you can find us at headquarterstv.com. Um, and hopefully we'll have some more news about that soon. That's awesome. I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, I really want my show to, it's not like aimed towards a specific audience. Anyone can listen, but I really just wanted myself to like, you know, inspire other young and upcoming film students. So I really appreciate you putting that out there as well. Yeah, of course. That's super important too. And it's like an amazing opportunity, you know, like I feel like it's kind of hard to find those opportunities, especially, you know, like with COVID and everything that's been kind of going on. I feel like everything's a little secluded. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll get the word out. <laughs> so come down to filmcrash.com and get in touch with us at headquarterstv.com for television. Awesome. Thank you. And mm -hmm. are you working on anything new? Anything that uh -huh. you haven't mentioned before? Yeah, the next um, the next thing I really want to write after I finish my novel, um, and I'm hoping to have the novel done, boy, before the summer. I want to get it done in the next couple of months. Um, it's in final drafts. So, um, but after I finish that, I I have an idea in my head for a feature film, a black and white 
16 millimeter feature film. Mm -hmm. It's a love story and it's partially told through this amazing archival footage that I own, which was filmed um, by a private individual in the twenties um, with his family traveling all over the world. And the, the footage is like a dream. And I've been, so I have this idea of how to incorporate it into a love story between a, a man and a woman in, in, with my idea. So it's already been taking shape in my head. I, that's always a good sign when I start to see the movie in my head and I start to see scenes. And so it's, it's kind of already started writing itself a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I really want to finish the novel before I, um, before I get into that. Cause I have a feeling that's just going to like take me away on a, on a wave. Mm-hmm. You're already writing in your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. I am Vicky. It's all happening. <laughs> that's yep. the, I mean, that's the way to go. Right. Just got to keep thinking of new ideas. Yeah. You know, like it's amazing how many times the creative ideas I had that people said, Oh, I don't understand that. I don't think you should spend your time on that. And so I went off and did it kind of in private. Mm-hmm. Those are always the those are always the projects that people love the most later on. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling something, um, you know, you don't have to tell too many people about it. You can just go off and and just write it, and then uh, you know the it will bring people to it. It always does. Yeah. Just got to yeah. work in private, you know, collect the success in public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I've been there. I've like won the prizes and had a film debut at Cannes and all that stuff. And uh, it's, um, you know, you, you kind of end up kind of right back at square one anyway, um, just looking at your, your um, you know, your, your creative the creative landscape that really you're the only person who really understands. So mm-hmm. it's good to just spend time doing that. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm doing. I want to thank you so much again, Matthew, for being on the show today. Of course. I'm excited to hear about what other amazing work you have to do in the future. And for more information about our guest, go to kpcradio.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Vicki Sarkeesian, and I hope you join me again next week.